Happy New Year! It's 2024, and we're still here to talk about movies with you. Welcome back to Life in Pictures. I am one of your delightful hosts. Yes. You know who we are by now, probably. Or if you don't, you'll learn, I guess. I don't know. Um, so it's been a little while since we've done one of these episodes. Life uh, finds a way... Or gets in the way, maybe, is more accurate. Um, but we decided we should do a new episode. So the episode we're going to do today is just a little bit of everything that we've been watching since the last episode. Or or at least in the last week or two. Week or two. Um, we're going to make an effort to try to do these a little more regularly this year. Although, no promises. So... Hopefully it'll be a little more frequently, but we'll see what happens. So the the tricky part is um, I travel for my job and um, sometimes that travel is a little heavier than other times. So um, we are going to make a concerted effort to uh, get on here and talk about movies more. I think for a while we were, you know, trying to only do new movies and there haven't been that many new releases um, that we're all that interested in seeing. But um, we were off from work. We were granted some time off between Christmas and New Year's. So we had um, time on our hands to uh, watch movies with the kids and with each other. And um, uh, most of the movies that we're going to talk about today are not new releases, but there are a couple that we did see in the theater um, but we're just going to kind of catch you up on what we've been watching and um, talk about our thoughts on those particular movies. Um, yeah, one thing that I kind of had an idea about was maybe changing the the um, format of the show slightly uh, instead of focusing on one movie. Because we're, we're usually watching at least one movie sometimes a one movie every day but like at least definitely we'll see one during the week at some point if not you know a lot more than one uh so i thought maybe we might do a few episodes where instead of just focusing on one thing we might just sit down and say here's what we watched this week and here's what we think about it whether it's a new release or whether it's an old movie that we'd already seen and just wanted to watch it again or whatever um this show wasn't really ever intended to only be about new releases or to only be about movies for that matter. We might even talk about TV shows or who knows what. Um, but anyway, I guess we're going to try and give that a shot here. So um, as always, spoiler alert. Uh, if you haven't seen any of these movies and you don't want to know what happens, go watch the movies first and then come back and listen. And if you don't care about knowing what happens first, then keep listening. But you have been warned we're going to talk about these movies as if you've already seen them and know what happens. So I don't want any of the three of you people that listen to this complaining that these movies were spoiled for you. Yeah, and if you're into the idea of us also talking about TV shows, um, today we're kind of going to focus on the movies that we've been watching. But um, off the top of my head, we just finished the new um, Harlan Coben series on Netflix. Um, full... Never fool me, fool me once. Fool me once. Fool me once. And then um, we've been watching The Bookie um, with 
Sebastian Maniscalco on HBO. Is that what that's on? HBO. Mm. It's a pretty good show, actually. It just got renewed for season two. It's um, a Chuck Lorre show. So yeah. if you're a fan of Two and a Half Men, or I don't know, he's done a whole bunch of other shows that I'm blanking on right now. But if you like those kinds of sitcoms and you want one that's like that, but maybe a little edgier because it's on HBO. It's a little darker than that. Check yeah, it out. I would say. Um, but yeah, so why don't we go ahead and start with um, the theatrical releases that we have seen recently. Um, you and the kids saw Migration. We saw Migration. It came out on, I don't know if it was on Christmas, but around Christmas. And they have been showing the trailers for that for the last few months. And Olivia wanted to see it as yeah. soon as they showed that trailer the first time. So, uh I feel like initially it was supposed to release around Thanksgiving and maybe it got pushed back. I, yeah, I don't know. But we went and saw it. It was pretty good. Uh, I mean, you know, if it's, it's obviously a movie for kids, but uh, I enjoyed it. You know, the kids enjoyed it. It was a pretty good, just fun family movie about a family of ducks that uh, migrates south for the winter for the first time ever. And they go on a little adventure while they're doing that. Um as you do. As you do. There was uh, several famous actors and actresses in that movie. And I am forgetting every single one of them right now. But. I think that's how they kind of rope parents into seeing these movies now. Is they put a lot of big name stars in it. So you're like, oh, okay. Um, but typically those uh, like trolls and um, secret life of pets. Like those all are pretty funny, pretty decent movies. So, yeah. So, they had Aquafina was in it, who she's in a lot of movies now. Yeah. She was in she's That funny. New Little Mermaid. Keegan-Michael Key, Danny DeVito, Carol Kane, Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, so big cast. A lot of, a lot of folks in there. Um, so, there, it's not... There's something for the adults as well. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty good. I enjoyed it. So the other movie we went to see um, without the kids, obviously, was Anyone But You with um, Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell um, and Dermot Mulroney. Kermit McDougal. Um, Everybody out there listening to this right now, this guy's name is Kermit McDougal. His name is not Kermit McDougal. Hashtag Kermit McDougal. Stop saying that. Make it happen. Um I, I have a goal. If we maybe if we make it big enough and there's a hashtag, Kermit McDougal himself will acknowledge it and be on the show. Right. So you never know. Might happen. I love a good romantic comedy, and I feel like there have just not been as many of them as there were in years past. Um I saw this interview with Kate Hudson where she said it. it's like hard to get a big movie star male to do a romantic comedy. Um, and I'm not that Glenn Powell is like a big star by any means. Um, I'm actually not sure that I know what else he's been in. But I really like Sydney Sweeney. So um, and anytime there's a romantic comedy, I you can be sure I want to see it, especially if Dermot Mulroney is in it. And um, this one was great. It followed that you know, kind of formula that works for a romantic comedy. It had, um, I mean, it was predictable. Um, but that's one of the things that I kind of love about a romantic comedy is you kind of know um, 
what what you're getting set up for in the beginning and um it's a little funny and a little weepy and a little romantic and all of those things that great date night movie and um I really liked it what did you think of it you haven't said much about it it was pretty good I mean it was kind of like you're saying you're just kind of standard run-of-the-mill romantic comedy I think they sort of um made fun of it a little bit they were a little self-aware with some of the grand gestures and things that happened in the movie mm-hmm. um you know i i don't it's romantic comedies are not, obviously not really like my favorite genre of movies but like for what it was it wasn't bad yeah. you know it was um, cute i liked it i would just like to um remind everybody of the origins of kermit mcdougall's name so uh, when I first met Stephanie, we were watching some of these romantic comedies and like probably for a good, I don't know, six months or so, I legitimately thought this dude's name was Kermit McDougal. That's not, it wasn't even a joke. Like I, I really thought that's what his name was. That. I would never tell you that that's his name. Because I've never heard anybody named Dermot before. <laughs> Kermit sounded more realistic to me. And now I'm just sticking to it. His name is Kermit McDougal. So for those of you that are not aware, my favorite movie of all time is My Best Friend's Wedding. And he is um, the male lead in that movie. But he has also been in a ton of romantic comedies, especially in the like late 90s, early 2000s, like that he was really big in that genre. And um He's older now, so in Anyone But You, he plays the father, which I thought was a nice, like, rounding out. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't say that to be insulting to him. I say it more as just, it's funny to me that I legitimately thought that was his name, and I'm not, I don't really want to change it now. Like, to me, that's what his name is. He's a good actor. I like seeing him in stuff. He is a good actor. He was in The Righteous Gemstones. He was in, um... Scream 6. Yeah, he's a good dude. Which we talked about on this podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he played the bad guy in that movie, which was really weird for me because I don't see him in that way. But I mean, I know he totally listens to the show, too, so I just want to clear up that, you know, this isn't I know a your name, Jermall Mulroney. <laughs> nickname. It's more, it's more making fun of myself than anything. Um. So that was uh, our trips to the movie theater. Which we were able to do with the use of Regal Unlimited. Again, they're not paying me to say that, but I still think it's a pretty cool thing if you go to the movies a lot, or even if you just want to go twice a month. Uh, it's a pretty good deal. It's like 25 bucks a month, and you can see as many movies as you want. You could even go see six movies in a day if you wanted to. Um, so, I mean, you know, a ticket's about... 12 15 bucks anyway but if you have the kind of time where you can see six movies in a day i have questions for you so send us an email um (laughs) so anyway those are the movies that we saw in the theater um not that many they're really i i i have to say that in the last few months that it's been kind of sparse with what's um out in the theaters actually yeah i think that's just movies in general you know they have their hot times of the year obviously summer is going to have a lot of the big movies out uh other times of the year not as much you know usually though you can get a a decent amount between like thanksgiving and christmas and i would say that this year they're just it was a little it was a little short on 
what was oh we did go see elf in the movie theater oh we did yeah around christmas they had had a screening five dollar deal yeah Um, that was fun that was fun yeah Yeah. i forgot about that the kids really like that movie that's one of their their favorite holiday films yeah um we know how I feel about Will Ferrell, but I, I feel like that movie has grown on me over the years. I don't hate it as much. We feel like Will Ferrell is awesome. As I used to, but um, he still does get on my nerves. So um, as part of our like... Maybe that's because you're a cotton-headed niggy, ninny muggins. Ninny muggins? Yeah. Um, we have been watching a lot of movies at home, obviously, like uh, doing a lot of family movie nights. Um during the time that we've been home with the kids uh one of the things that we watched was paul blart mall cop and um i think you had seen it but i had never seen it you never saw that before Mm-mm, no. oh i thought you had seen it too no i had never seen it oh yeah it's a great movie so um kevin james is paul blart the mall cop mm-hmm. he always wanted to be a regular cop but he couldn't do it because he has hypoglycemia and he's always passing out when he doesn't have sugar. So he became a mall cop. And then one day, he gets the ultimate test when yes. terrorists take over his mall. Yes. And actually, the bad guy was, um, he'd been posing as a new mall cop. Yeah. And um, so hijinks ensue. Um, it's great because to me, it's like, and I think this is intentional, but it's sort of like... Um, like a parody of Die Hard, you know, in a way. Like if you took Die Hard and instead of making it this crazy action movie, you wanted it to be funny, you know, that's, I to me, that's that's the impression that I got while I was watching this. Even though I don't think it's ever been officially billed as like a Die Hard parody, I think that's definitely part of it. Yeah, it's definitely a family movie. It's definitely silly. It was probably rated PG or something like yeah. that. Um the kids loved it. They thought it was hilarious. Um and he's trying to save um the girl that he has a crush on who I don't know what her name is, but she was in Glee. She played the guidance counselor in Glee. Yeah, I never watched Glee, so I don't know. Um You should ask our friend Stephanie Walsh who hosts Side B Radio. Um, she had a whole show dedicated to Glee called Side Glee Radio because that's all she ever talked about on it was Glee. <laughs> I hope she you, listens to Even this. though she was supposed to play music and stuff, it was just Glee all the time. And beats side, you up. Side Glee Radio. She's going to be mad at you. Whatever. She don't listen to this. <laughs> and say whatever I want. Anyway, so that, that lady was in it. and um, If she was going to beat me up, she'd have to actually come here. You know that ain't happening. <laughs> she might. Because, you know... Joey and AJ are coming on her birthday, no less, to Orlando. But, um, but I mean, if all it takes to get my friends to visit me is to talk trash about them on a podcast, (laughs) then I got a whole list of folks I can say something about if it'll make them show up here. So we watched the first Paul Blart, and, um, he just kind of accidentally ends up saving the day. Um, it was a good series to, to, start well i don't know if series is the right word but i knew that there was a sequel to it so it's cool going into some of those things knowing that like hey if they like this there's a few more that we can watch in this case it was just one more but yeah there's other ones we can watch together um so the next night we watched 
Paul Blart 2. And I didn't even know that was a thing. I knew it was a thing, but I had never seen the second one. It was one of those movies okay. that like I remember it coming out and I had seen the first one and and I want like I you know I, I wanted to see it. I just never did for some reason. It kind of fell through was the cracks. Was that like a straight to streaming type of situation or was that in the I theaters? think that was like an actual theater movie. Hmm. Like I remember when it came out and I just never got around to seeing it. And so I figured, well, this is the perfect chance. And it's on Netflix, too. Yes. Pretty much everybody has Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, I don't even know how much Netflix costs anymore. Like a $37 <laughs> a day or something. A lot. Remember when it was like nine ninety nine? Yeah. <laughs> it used to be. I mean, it's, you know, whatever. The prices go up. But like, man, um, I feel so old now. So in the second Paul Blart, they're in Vegas. And um, his daughter sort of gets like kidnapped by these bad guys well they go to vegas because he's supposed to be a speaker at the security convention okay that's why they're there and then you know his daughter's kind like it turns out he got married to the lady from glee in the beginning and then they got divorced a week later because she decided that she didn't want to be with him anymore or whatever and he's having a rough time and his daughter's you know uh, looking at going away to school and she doesn't want to tell him because she doesn't want him to be sad. But I feel like the weird thing for me was like the daughter looks like she's 35. Yeah, she definitely grew up a lot between the movies. So I don't know. But anyway, um, again, hijinks ensue. He accidentally saves the day kind of situation. Yeah. Um, it was kind of, the, you funny. know, similar... Um, situation as the first one it's it's a good movie though if you want a good movie and i feel like those type of movies also like those like comedic action movies kind of also like a romantic comedy follow a certain yeah i mean you know it's not um, it wasn't reinventing the wheel or anything yeah but. so it was predictable and funny and um there were some you know some big names in it but i got to tell my kids a fun fact that i know about kevin james that I'll share with you guys now. Kevin James and Mick Foley went to the same high school and were on the wrestling team together. Yes, that's very exciting. Former World Wrestling Federation champion Mick Foley. The hardcore legend. Mm-hmm. Um, more recently, after the Paul Blart series, the last few nights we've been watching um, the Meet the Parents series with the kids um one because you know they seem to be at an age where they kind of like that type of comedy they seem to like ben stiller they like owen wilson um so we watched meet the parents with them and um it had been a while since i had seen the original meet the parents um i just think it's such a funny i love robert de niro in that role he's just so good at it yeah <laughs> um classic movie yeah it's very good i remember seeing meet the parents in the theater when it first came out yeah i probably did too yeah yeah it was a while ago oh I, we probably saw them all in the theater honestly yeah um and then we watched the next night we watched meet the Fockers. Which, um, I think there, the, some of the jokes were a little, um, raunchier and I think they went over Olivia's head, but I think Colin was like dying of embarrassment. You know, I don't know (laughs) if I saw any of these movies in the theater with you though. 
I don't know when they came out. I, I saw the. Remember. I'm pretty sure I saw the first one with my friend Joe. And I remember seeing Meet the Fockers. I think it was in Fort Lauderdale, over around. It came out around Christmas, and I saw it with my parents because we were down in Fort Lauderdale visiting my grandparents. I think we saw Little Fockers. Together. I think maybe we saw Little Fockers yeah. together. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah. So. In the second movie, we get the added um, bonus of uh, Barbara Streisand and Dustin Hoffman as um, Greg's parents. And they uh, they go to visit them and um, very it's just very funny. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess if you've never seen any of these movies before, the, the whole the plot of it is in Meet the Parents, Ben Stiller is um, he's a nurse He's dating this kindergarten teacher, I think, or she's a teacher of Mm -hmm. children, young children, and he wants to get married to her, and he's never met her parents before. They're going to meet her parents. It turns out that her father is this, like, really hardcore ex-CIA agent who's just grilling him super hardcore, and he can't do anything right the whole time, and um, he finally kind of earns his approval and his trust by the end of the movie. Uh, So, meet the... Fockers. Uh, so anyway, his name is Gaylord Fokker, which is obviously a funny name. So in the next movie, you get to meet his parents, who are also have the last name Fokker. It's called Meet the Fockers. And um, his, his family is kind of like the exact opposite of his wife's family, where his wife's family seem to be very, you know, conservative, um, you know, ex-CIA agent, father well-off yeah that kind of upper thing. middle class northeastern family whereas uh greg's parents are um they live in miami they're seem to be a little more left-leaning um, his mom is a sex therapist yeah it's just like the complete opposite um so obviously that's kind of the the comedic element there is the two two ends of the spectrum kind of clashing uh, right. While trying to remain friendly because they're family now. Right. Um, and in this movie, we find out that Pam is pregnant, but she doesn't want to tell her dad because he is so traditional. She wants to wait until after the wedding. And um, that doesn't work out so well for them. But they all is well. They end up getting married. And that's how that movie ends. Um, and then the third movie came along quite a, quite a bit later. Um, little Fockers, and at this point, um, they have six-year-old twins, and, um... Ben Stiller's a big-shot nurse now. Yeah, he has some, like, corporate position in the, in the hospital, and, um... Why are they... Why did the parents come to town? It's the kid's birthday the kid's or birthday. something? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh... So... It the sister is getting a divorce because her husband um had an affair and whatever and um so Robert De Niro's character is already very like skeptical and wants to make sure that like Greg's marriage with his daughter is very good and so he is kind of spying on him and taking things out of perspective obviously and um it was cute another 
a good film to kind of round out the series, I would say. And it had a lot of people, and I forgot were in there. Like I forgot Jessica Alba was in it, mm-hmm. and uh, and you see like Kevin Hart was in it. Obviously, he wasn't as famous as he is now. Uh, back then, Laura Dern. Laura Dern was in it. Um, Owen Wilson. Nick Kroll was in it. He played one of the doctors, mm. which is obviously like kind of a bit part for him. Not that he's super mega famous now, but I think more people probably know who he is. He had Kroll Show. He has Big Mouth on Netflix now. I think he's a funny guy. I, I really enjoyed Kroll Show when that was on. Um, if you guys haven't seen Kroll Show, check it out. Yeah. Big Mouth's pretty good, too. Jordan Peele was in it. He was one of the paramedics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this was pre-Key and Peele. So, and obviously pre his uh, directing, directing movies days. Yeah, I don't think he had gotten into that yet. So that was interesting to see some of those. I always like doing that when you watch a movie that, even though you've seen it before, maybe when you saw it, it had somebody like that who wasn't really quite that famous yet but they went on later later to be a lot more famous than they were when they were in that movie and then you go back and watch that movie like oh yeah i forgot that person was in here like it's cool to see the progression of their careers i guess and it it seems like those comedians usually run in circles anyway and they they usually yeah like like they'll help each other out yeah or whatever so um so that was it as far as series go but then we got into this kick of John Travolta movies. Tell me why you wanted to watch Saturday Night. Fever. Okay, so let me. Here's another plug that we're not getting paid for. Um, if you have an Amazon Fire device, I I don't think it's limited to a Fire Stick, but maybe it is just the Fire TV devices. Uh, Amazon, if you didn't know, recently I believe they recently purchased MGM, um, and there's a streaming service called MGM Plus. So if you have an Amazon Fire TV device, they will give you six months of MGM Plus for free. So I'm like, okay, sure. I like free stuff. I'll check it out. I'm sure MGM's got some cool stuff to watch. And we're browsing through the options. And I see Saturday Night Fever. And I say, you know what? I've never seen Saturday Night Fever before. And it's one of those movies that you always see references to it in commercials and TV shows and other movies and stuff. And... You know, obviously the music of the Bee Gees in it is very well known. Mm-hmm. Um, Staying Alive, that's where right. it came from. I, at least I think that's where it came from. If it's not where it came from originally, it was definitely featured in the movie. Um, I could be wrong about that. I was not. That did not come out in my heyday, obviously. Um, so I said, you know what? Let's just watch it. Let's see. Maybe it's Maybe it's as good as they say. And most of the time on this show... You probably won't hear me really trash movies. Like, if there's a movie that I don't really like, I'm probably not going to put that much time or energy into talking about how much I don't like it. I mean, not all the time. Sometimes I will. But most of the time, it has to be something that I just really feel like is really bad to want to talk about. Yeah. So, we watched Saturday Night Fever. We watched it on MGM+, Plus, which we got six months for free because we have an Amazon fire stick and if you have an amazon fire stick you can get six months of mgm plus free as well because amazon owns mgm now so we were watching saturday night fever and i was expecting it to be a lot better than it was um it's it's such an iconic movie it's always referenced in tv shows and movies and commercials and all over the place 
and uh, you know the Bee Gees music in it's very iconic. Um, but nothing really happened in the movie. You know, I thought it was all going to be building to something like, okay, John Travolta is a dancer and he's kind of grinding it out, working this, you know, job. he works at this hardware store and. You know, I thought, okay, well, eventually it's building to something. In the end, he's going to be like a famous dancer or something. It's all going to pay off. But it doesn't. There, It's just him and his stupid friends, and they do stupid things, and they treat everybody badly, and then the movie just ends. Oh, and his dumb friend dies in the river because he, he jumped off a bridge or something. Which is just, maybe you're supposed to feel sorry for him, but I was glad. I was like, good, screw you. You like This is like two hours of my life I'm never getting back. I hope all of you guys jump off the bridge after I'm trying to save them. That would have been a way better ending to this movie <laughs> than it would have been the whole. At least that would have been a payoff. Um, okay. Yeah, so I can remember um, my my dad saying things about this movie, but I wonder if because he grew up in that area and um, he was a dancer at that time, and um, I I think maybe the nostalgia comes from like feeling like they did at that time being young in that time i'm not really sure but it i did not enjoy it so um i wanted to redeem john travolta for you john travolta who is a part-time resident of ocala florida he is not too far away from where we are close to your mom yes um so i suggested the movie Face Off, because Travis had told me he'd never seen it. Yes. And this is an iconic action movie from the 90s. Um, now, see, Face Off, I was familiar with it. I had heard of it. I was familiar with the plot somewhat. But I'd never actually sat down and watched it start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a pretty good movie. I mean, it was Nicolas Cage, uh, whose kind of career has maybe not been as... As, as good as it was in the 90s as of late. Yeah. But this was like peak Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. Right here. Yeah. Both of them, really. Yeah. It yeah. was it was really great. If you want a good action movie to watch and you're like me and you're maybe you've heard of this movie and you've never seen the whole thing or maybe you haven't heard of it and you want to go check it out. The plot of this movie is that uh, John Travolta is an FBI agent. Uh, Nicolas Cage is this like notorious kind of... Career criminal. Career criminal. Gangster, whatever you want to call him. Terrorist, even. Um, and him and his gang of other criminals uh, set a bomb to go off. And uh, John Travolta's been trying to get him this whole time. Well, it turns out that uh, while he's going the, to bust him... The reason him, that John Travolta has been trying to get him for so long is because Nicolas Cage killed Oh, Nicolas Cage killed, killed his, his son. son in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he finally meets up with him, and Nicolas Cage ends up in a coma. And so they say, well, we have no way of knowing where this bomb is or what to do about it. And, you know, the only other person that knows is this guy's brother, and he's not going to talk to anybody but him. So it turns out they have this new cutting-edge technology where they can cut your face off and put it on somebody else Mm -hmm. and change your voice and everything so you can become that person. So they tell John Travolta, we're going to do this for you. You can wear his face and we can change your voice to his. You can go undercover in prison and talk to the brother and find out the details and we'll get you out. 
Well, while he's in there, Nicolas Cage comes too, and then he makes them put Travolta's face on him, and he becomes Travolta. And then he kills all of the people that knew about the experiment and the doctors and whatever. Yeah, so it's it's rough because now the real John Travolta, whose name is Sean Archer in the movie, uh, who is who is now assumed the identity of Caster Troy, which is Nick Cage's character. Uh, he's in a rough position because now he's, for all intents and purposes, he is Caster Troy, this criminal. And, you know, guards don't want to treat him with respect. They don't want him to get out of there. They think he's criminal scum. Meanwhile, Nicolas Cage, uh, the real Caster Troy, is out there living Sean Archer's life. And everybody thinks he's a hero and he's just loving it. Uh-huh. And so, you know, they fight each other the whole film. Travolta breaks out of prison. They have a showdown, a face-off, if you will. Um, and in the end, you know, everything goes back to normal. They figure out what happened. The wife calls and tells them, and they apparently just accept it completely because <laughs> it, nobody cared when he was telling them that. They're like, ah, shut up. But, you know, just his wife says it. Oh, yeah, it must be true. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot of suspension of disbelief. You know, like, I tend to be one of those people that's like, that couldn't really happen. That would never happen. Like, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage have very different body types. Yeah. Travolta's face is a little more square. Yeah. So, like, there's just a lot of things that, like, it would it wouldn't work. But, okay. So, we're watching this movie. And it's great, right? I liked it. I liked it. It was pretty good. That was the first it, time I'd seen it I feel like through. those 90s movies are, like, those 90s action movies are, yeah. like, a different level. They're, they're just classics. But one of the things that I liked about it was that um, Nicolas Cage as Caster Troy had a very certain personality. Like, it was very, like, flamboyant almost. Um, and when they swap... It was, like, seamless how those personalities switched. Yeah. Like, you know, the mark of, of two strong actors to be able to um, switch those parts so interchangeably. Yeah. Well, they have to convince you that they're somebody else playing them. Yeah, yeah. You know? So they're so playing was, somebody else playing them. It's, yeah. yeah. Very good movie. Um, much better than Saturday Night Fever. Much better. <laughs> much, much better. Um, and I, to be fair, like I like John Travolta as an actor. That's why I had such high hopes for Saturday Night Fever. And then I saw it. And I'm like, what the heck is this? Yeah, not, not his best work. Um, we were kind of in a mood of like older movies that everybody talks about that we had never seen. So one of the movies we watched over break was Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's like a very boy movie. Um, I feel like you have to, if you watch Family Guy, it's funny. It's, that's why I wanted to watch it. Because if you've seen that, the episode where Peter finally watches Roadhouse and then he just goes around and starts kicking everybody and saying Roadhouse. Um, it has Patrick Swayze in it. And, and I said Roadhouse every time Patrick Swayze kicks somebody in the movie. And Sam Elliott. And I guess Patrick Swayze's character is kind of known for going in and like cleaning up sleazy bars um he's a bouncer that's what he does he's a bouncer but like a bouncer with a heart of gold (laughs) um so he goes to this town and you very quickly find out that like the bad guys in this town kind of own the whole thing and um you know so there's like 
a whole struggle throughout the film of them trying to overcome these guys that kind of lay claim to everything and everyone in the town. And um, he falls in love. And I'm pretty sure that the lady that plays the doctor he falls in love with is his actual wife. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I could Google it, but I, I'm lazy. So somebody tell us, is that his actual wife? Um, so I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, but, you know, sad because Patrick Swayze passed away. He was a huge actor in the the late um, 80s and early 90s. And um, yeah, it was good to see Patrick Swayze again. Yeah. You know, he was in Ghost, which is a great film from the 90s. He was in The Outsiders, which I think might technically be late 80s. I um, really liked Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. I don't think I've seen. I know it's, what that is, but I've good. never watched he, it. He he plays a drag queen. Um, along Wesley, with Wesley Snipes is in it. John Leguizamo. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good movie. I've seen it um, many times. But anyway, uh, that's another older film that we watched over the break. And then on New Year's Eve, we had um some guests over, including um our. Uh, sister-in-law Tajel, who um, has not ha- seen anything ever, <laughs> has uh, not. There's a lot of movies that she has not seen, and we were talking about the Batman movies, and she, it came out, had never seen any of the original Batman movies. So, how have you never seen Batman? I don't know. And she's getting on my case because I've never seen She's All That. Like, that's a movie that you should have seen, but not Batman. (laughs) Okay. You should have seen She's All That because it's a great movie. But so we decided, I don't know why we decided on Batman Returns, maybe because it was like a Christmassy movie. Um, So we watched that. Um, Obviously, we've seen that many, many times, but um, always good to watch the Batman series, especially... um, the Michael Keaton film. The best ones. Michelle Pfeiffer is primo as Catwoman. Like, she's just the best. Danny DeVito's The Penguin. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember... Yeah, I saw that one in the theater. Me too. I remember seeing that with my parents. Or at least with my mom. I don't know if my dad went. Um, I remember I didn't see the first one in the theater. I did. Um, But we saw that. And I think we saw all of the other ones... After the first one in the theater. Um, it's kind of funny how you how you assign like it's special when you go to the movie theater. You see something like, I saw that in the theater. Like it's good for you, right? Like, yeah, who cares? I think but it's like, just a memory. Somehow like a it's like memory. better than if you just only saw it on on your... I was going to say on tape, but... Well, now really I feel like it's different anymore. now. Because like when we were kids, you certainly didn't have a screen that was anywhere near as fancy or as large as a movie theater screen. Yeah. And like our living room TV is 75 inches and our guest room has a projector that takes up the entire wall. I mean, technology has come a long way. I remember when we bought a 32 inch CRT TV, one of the big tube TVs. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, my God, this is the biggest TV I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And now with these flat panels, 32 inches doesn't even look like that yeah, big. Yeah, it's tiny. I think that's you know, what our kids have. It's crazy. Place. Like how how much the technology has evolved. Right. So I think that that's part of what made it special too when we were younger was like. Well, it's probably the same thing where like your parents weren't really going to take you to see a movie all that much. Like if they, you know, they didn't. They did, I mean, they haven't had that unlimited thing till recently. But so they definitely didn't have it back then. 
but it was like you know it it's always been expensive to go to the movies, I think, you know, and it's, it's always one of those things where it's just, it is kind of a special occasion where, or at least it was in my family where you would all get to go out and see a movie together. Yeah. We would usually always go um, to the movies on like Thanksgiving after we ate. That was like kind of a tradition for our family. Um, so Batman now TJ has seen one of the original Batman movies. She didn't love it. She said she still likes the Dark Knight better. Um, we had to remind her that they're very different films. Yeah, we also had a reminder that the third one is called The Dark Knight Rises and not The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, um. Anyway, so um, one of the last movies that we just recently watched on Netflix was The Equalizer Three. Yes, The Equalizer 3 with Denzel Washington, mm-hmm. who was reunited with Dakota Fanning, whom he starred with in Man on Fire. Which is a when great When she movie. was a little girl. That was now a great Now she's movie. all grown up. Um, but The Equalizer, if you haven't seen The Equalizer films, basically Denzel Washington's a badass. I don't know, is he like a former secret agent or something? something I don't remember like what that, his background yeah. is. But anyway, he went to Italy in this one to go take something back from some criminals and you don't really find out why he went there but while he's there he kind of makes enemies of these criminals and um well he gets hurt pretty bad he gets hurt and this guy like this italian guy saves him kind of he becomes friends with him yeah and his family and his the the town that he lives in and everything and then these criminals that he was originally fighting with in the beginning have kind of a stranglehold over this like a like a mafia type deal and so he fights them all off and everything and uh in the end of the movie you find out that the reason that he went there was because uh those criminals stole just a regular joe's pension in a cyber attack and that was all the money that guy had been working for his whole life and even though denzel didn't know this guy he's he's just a good guy and he went to go get this money back for him uh it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. I, I'd seen the other two. Figured might as well watch this one. Yeah. And it was good. This is on Netflix as well. And it was just in the theater. Yeah, like, it's, it, it's not pretty, that old. Pretty new. Um, um, we've seen all three of the movies. Um, so Dakota Fanning's character works for like the FBI or something, and they're trying to break into this Italian mafia's world. And so Denzel kind of ends up helping them. And um, yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah. So we've seen a lot of movies recently. Um, One of the things that I have been doing recently is showing Colin some of the movies that I watched when I was younger. And um, so we've watched most of the Terminator movies. I think we still have two more to go. Uh, and he always wanted to see RoboCop and I was always a little bit reluctant to show it to him because some of the things in that movie are a little graphic and, uh, but recently they've made this new video game called RoboCop Rogue City and it's very good. If you're into video games and you like RoboCop, check it out. It's very cool. Um, and, uh, so that kind of made me want to watch the movies again. And I said, Hey, you know what? You know, you're probably old enough now. Let's go watch this movie. And so we watched the first one the other night, and he did pretty well with it. There are a few scenes he had to look away from, but he wants to see the second one. And I just think it's, you know, cool, like we've been doing with other things, to just show them 
things that that you liked, even to a lesser extent with like the the Paul Blart and the Meet the Parents and all that. It's cool because there's so many different things that you can recommend to them and you can watch them experience it for the first time and it's like a new experience for you too even though you may have seen those movies you know 10 times over it's it's pretty cool i enjoyed doing that you know what i was thinking um the new mean girls movie is coming out the the musical and i was thinking that i bet olivia would love that yeah that yeah. that looks like that would be pretty good too so well, we have droned on and on about a lot of different things for a long time, but we had to catch you up on all of the things that we've been doing. And we didn't even break into all of the holiday movies that we watched over the break. But um, yeah, so the plan is to do this a little more frequently and to kind of just talk through some of the things that we're watching. Are you cool with us talking about tv shows as well do you want us to stick to movies what is your preferred format do you want us to just do an episode that's solely dedicated to one thing do you not really give a crap um (laughs) let us know hit us up what are our socials we are at life in pictures podcast or just life in pictures podcast on facebook and at life in pics pod on everything else uh, I will just throw this out there, though. We really don't use Twitter. No. Or X as it is now, I guess. We still have a page there. So it's it's possible that we might see it if you tweet at us or X at us or whatever it's called now. I don't know. Uh, but uh, you pr- if you're trying to, to give us suggestions or whatever, your best bet is probably either Facebook or um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's... We will definitely notice it there before we notice it on Twitter or X or whatever it is now. Yeah. Feel free to um, send us a message on one of those platforms. Slide into our DMs. Whatever you need to do. We're around. So hopefully we will be uh, checking back in with you in the very near future. Yes. And um, hope everybody is having a great 2024 so far mm -hmm. and that it only gets better from here. Yes. Hope you've enjoyed the show and we'll see you next time.